This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Shamai, hello, and welcome to this podcast. I'm your host, Sam Cook. In this podcast, we'll be hearing from some of this country's biggest stars. From where they got their big break, to struggles that they may have faced along the way. In this episode, we'll be putting TikTok star and presenter Ellis Lloyd-Jones in the spotlight. Hello, Ellis. How are you? Not bad, thank you. How are you? I'm not too bad. We, we got through some uh, technical issues there, but I think we're okay now. Oh, got there in the end. I can yeah. hear you now. <laughs> I just think the irony is there's technical issues um, when you primarily work with, like, you know, technology and, and TikTok and all that type of thing. I can use a phone, but a microphone is way too much for me. <laughs> hey, it happens. Um, and I suppose... Ellis, um, have you always been interested in content creation and um, sort of video making? Do you know what? It's a strange one. I've, so the thing is, me, I've always been a performer. I've always loved putting on like little productions. Me and my sister would always do like little shows with me and my mom. We'd always be those type of kids. But um, creating videos and stuff like that, I don't know if it was ever like a thing for me. I went through a phase when I was younger where I wanted to like have a YouTube channel. But yeah. Like TikTok and stuff like that. When I was younger, we didn't really have much stuff like that. So I could, I didn't really see it as like a sort of future. But um, yeah, then stuff like Vine TikTok came about. And I was like, oh, do you know what? Let's give it a go. Because every time I'd go on a night out, or if I was just having like a day off, I'd always post my Instagram story. And all my friends would be like, oh, you need to do something with this. You need to like, you know, I don't know, do something like YouTube or stuff like that. But I was thinking like, oh, I don't know, YouTube and like the type of stuff that I was doing didn't really work. But then TikTok came about and we just gone from there, really. And I suppose what people don't see is the amount of work that actually goes into it because you are very much a one-man band when you've got to script it, you've got to create the, the pieces. Talk to us a little bit more about that. Um, It is a process. I think, to be honest, I just make it difficult, to be honest. Like, I could easily take a little audio, film myself and chuck a caption on it. But with me, I like doing, like, sketches and characters and stuff like that. So, like, yeah, a lot does go into it sometimes. But um, there's fun in it. Like, I just love creating. And it's like, even if the video doesn't do well, I I like to watch back some of my videos and be like, <laughs> that's funny. But, um, yeah, it can get a bit stressful sometimes. Like, I've got, like, a few hashtag ad things to film today. So I've got to, like, you know, get through all that. And they've got to, like, I'm the type of person where it's like, I don't, like, having to redo things I've got to make sure it's perfect from like the get-go if that makes sense but um it is fun at the end of the day and it's I'm glad that's something I'm doing these days like help my creative side are you constantly striving to do better or create better videos are you putting that pressure on yourself no because you know what I find with TikTok it's like I don't know I don't really see it as a job to be honest I've always like found the fun in it and just tried to like yeah, just make fun content. Like, I, 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 I don't know. I, to be honest, I am quite, like, 
judgmental of myself, but on not in a way of like, oh, I gotta do better, I gotta do better. I'm just sort of like, I can watch something and be like, oh, I don't like this, I don't like this, I don't like this. But um, yeah, that's just who I am, to be honest. <laughs> but no, like, I always find the fun in like creating content and like, yeah, because that's what it is, to be honest. If I'm not having fun, then that that is a job then. <laughs> You're someone who's got quite a, a big presence on social media. We, we, we've talked about that. Uh, have, are you kind of wary of it? Because it can be a dangerous place and, you know, it, it can impact people's mental health. And, you know, it, it's very much something that you need to have in moderation. But are you wary of the fact that um, there are these dangers out there? Do you know what? With me, with my TikTok, you know, I am very grateful. I've had like a really positive journey on tiktok if that's a thing yeah because like i barely get any like negative comments i'll get one or two if a video goes viral but when it like when it goes viral and you have all, all these positive comes in i do like to make sure that i do look at those positives and be like are those the people i'm making the video for if that makes sense but um it does have its negative sides and i do see its negative sides like like you see all these like political things that happen, stuff like that are happening these days, especially like over in America with like the drag ban and stuff like that. You know, I do get quite upset over those type of things because it is like a sort of scary world of what's going on. And like when you see people's reactions to it, it's a bit like, oh gosh. But um, I got to say that I have been very grateful that I have had a really positive impact from doing stuff on TikTok. Yeah. Does it become more pressured the more followers that you have? Um, hundred percent, yes. Honestly, when every like every time it'll go up to like another ten thousand, I'm always a bit like, "Oh, right, okay, there's there's more people watch me now." And they like, it's like if I get loads of followers off one video that goes viral, I'm sort of like, "Right, they've come to watch me for that." So I've got so that I put the pressure on myself to be like, "Right, I need to make more videos like that." Then, but then I fell into that trap. So it was like during lockdown when I was doing like this trend of um celebrities. You didn't know that were Welsh. So I'd done like loads of those and I got loads of followers from it. But then loads of people were asking for more of it when I would like do other type of content. So I fell into a hole of being like, right, I've got to make content for what people want to see. But then at one point I just realized, right, I'm not having fun with it now because I'm not making the content which I want to create. I'm just making content more what people want, you know. So, yeah, I just got back into like doing what I enjoyed doing, which didn't like end up with getting more followers. But then it's like. It depends, like one video I could make, which I'm enjoying doing, loads of people might like it and want to see more of. So then we go down that route. But I always make sure that when I'm creating content, I'm doing it for myself. Yeah. And one of your more well-known TikTok videos is, of course, the the national toll booth for, for Welsh TikTok. Where did that idea first come from? Oh, I'll be honest with you, I don't know. It was just really <laughs> random. That's the thing with loads of my TikToks. They're just random ones that I just chucked together. But um, that one, I don't know. I, I, I don't, I'm trying to think if I had any inspiration for it. I think it was just like everyone was doing like duet videos at the time because that was, well, it still is now nowadays. If you get like more people to duet, your videos going a bit more viral and you get a bit more exposure and, exposure and um, engagement from it. But um, yeah, I think it was just a really random one, a random one, which I thought, oh, do you know what? This will be a laugh. Go from there. Three years later, people are still reminding me about it. <laughs> Where does your inspiration actually come from for, for TikTok videos? Can it be anywhere? Can it be from watching other TikToks and seeing what other people are doing and what is actually kind of trending and, you know, popular? 
Yeah. Um, it's a mix of everything, really. It depends what type of video I'm making. Like, with all those Welsh-type videos I made, it was sort of like, oh, I remember I used to go to Llangranog when I was younger. Let's make a video about that, like that type of thing. Like, because it was, like, so niche. I just knew whatever I would talk about, loads of people would understand what I'm trying to get at. But, um, I, um, it, yeah, it, it depends on the video, really. Like, I, I've got that type of mind where I'm just, like, I can look at this pot of, like, pens. I've got, like, coloured pencils on my desk. But I could just look at them and something could come to mind. Um, yeah, it's just those type of stuff. But then half the times, it's literally just, like, a random idea will pop into my head and I'd have to write it down straight away. Like, um, I'm doing a show uh, this week as a part of Tavoil, the Welsh Language Festival in Cardiff. And I can't remember. I think I was just... I was thinking... So I was. it's a drag show and I'm doing it in drag. And I was just going through my, like, playlist of, like, songs being like, oh, what song can I use? And one just popped up, and I was like, oh, I've always wanted to sing this. And then the thought just popped in my head, being like, make a parody of that song, but make it about Ryan Reynolds. And that's what I'm doing now. It's just stuff like that. Like, it, random things will just pop into my head. <laughs> what advice would you give to somebody who is looking to start a, a similar thing and go on a similar journey to yourself? Um... The biggest thing is obviously like have fun with it. Like don't fall into a trap of like, oh, I got to post a video now. Oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Just like make sure that you're having fun with it. Because I fell into a pit of being like, right, this is like my job now. I got to make sure I post three times a day. I got to make sure I get this amount of followers, this amount of likes. Like that. And it's just like you lose the fun in it. And I feel like people could then see that being like, oh, he's only doing this for like, you know, to get famous type thing. But um. Yeah, just make sure that you're having fun with it and that you're doing what you want to do. That's always a big thing with it is that, you know, make sure that you're being your unique self because we don't want to see, like, copies of other people that have done well. Because that's something I always see people do. They'll be like, oh, that person's done well by doing this. So I'll do that as well. It's sort of like, yeah, not cringy, but it's a bit like, oh, you know, people can tell when you're copying. That makes sense. Mm. Do you think that's quite hard, though, being unique? in this landscape where a lot of things have already been done. Definitely. When I started on TikTok, like I was doing like loads of like Welsh type stuff. And when I started, it wasn't like that many people doing that. But like these days now, there's so many like Welsh influencers that have done really well through TikTok, which makes me less unique. But, um, <laughs> but I feel like it is a sort of tricky one. But if you feel like what you were doing is true to yourself, then that's fine. But, um, yeah, it's a bit difficult sometimes because I know I've done a few things. Um, like, I've made a few videos and then people will, like, claim that I've copied this other person. Then I'll go and see their video and I'm like, oh, wow, you know, that is quite similar. But it's just, like, I don't know, some people have similar ideas or, like... But then when people have said I've copied other people, I watch the video and it's like, this is far from... Like, I used to do, like, these contents of being, like, a Welsh man and some people are like, are you copying, copying this German TikTok? And I'm like, am I... Are they do, doing videos about being a Welsh man? I don't think they are. <laughs> and you are someone who has um, sought the benefits of social media. Your life has changed since you've had these viral videos. Um, talk to us a little bit more about that, about how these opportunities started coming through for you. Um, yeah, honestly, I'm so grateful for like the stuff that I've had through TikTok because I don't know. I would never imagine my life the way it is these days, if that makes sense. Like when I was in school, I was just like, I was training to be a teacher. 
I didn't really Same. Know I, no. I, I was actually like a primary school teacher. And I think I only was training to or, or had plans to go into primary school teaching was because everyone else told me that I'd be a good primary school teacher. Oh, gosh. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And it's just like, and then suddenly it's like, oh, no, actually, you know, you want to go into showbiz and all that type of thing. So it's different. Yeah. Because when you're younger, you don't really know what you want to do. Because that's something I've been doing at the moment, which is one of the opportunities I've got through doing TikTok, is that I'm on a schools tour at the moment where we go down, go to like different schools across Wales, trying to promote the Welsh language and having people study A-level. And one thing we always ask the kids is like, the group of your tens, we'll always ask them, what do you want to do in the future? None of them have a clue. And that's normal. We've all been there. With me, to be honest, like... I'm just like relying on the TikToks at the moment. I still don't know what I want to do in the future. <laughs> when I was younger, social media was never that big of a thing, I don't think. Like, you only had like Instagram and YouTube and stuff like that. But like these days now, it's like everyone's using social media, like music artists are using TikTok to promote their songs and stuff like that. Like companies are coming to me asking to make TikToks to promote their like products and stuff like that. Like one of the biggest things that I do is that I do a lot with the Welsh government about like, I done a lot during lockdown about like keeping Wales safe, like making sure everyone knew the updates on COVID situations. Um, we're talking about stuff about like trying to get people jobs or like promoting the Welsh language. And it's like the government see like people like me and be like, right, okay, this is the way we're going to engage with younger audiences is by like feeding this type of content into what they watch every day. But um, yeah, for opportunities, I've had like so many and I'm so grateful for everything. Like I've worked with Netflix. I filmed with Gemma Collins. That's so crazy. Um, I'm doing a few things with like the Gay Times, uh, Badoo, Bits and Bobs like that. And the nice thing is that I'm doing a lot with like BBC, yes, for CITV and stuff like that. And I'm doing it in Welsh as well. Because that's another thing. When I was younger, like I grew up in the Ronda where there's not a lot of Welsh. Like, well, there wasn't a lot of Welsh there at the time, but these days there's like so much more now, which is really nice to see. But I grew up in an area where people were telling me you're not going to get far if you speak Welsh but these days I'm like doing so many things in the Welsh language and it's so like it's nice to see and I'd like to go like back in time and tell myself like no stick at this because this is gonna make you who you are today that makes sense yeah Yeah. and the Welsh language has always had and I don't really understand why but it's critics uh, people who say it's a dying language, all this sort of thing. I mean, back in school, I was one of the only three people, three, four people who carried it on to study it at A level. And everyone who was like, oh, I can't believe you're going to do that. But what would you say to somebody who who would say that sort of thing? The Welsh is a dying language and, you know, it's had its day. Well, there's a lot of money in it. There's a lot of pay. Because <laughs> that's one thing I find is that Because maybe, like, for instance, I do a lot of stand-up and a lot of drag performances. Like, there's not a lot of um, drag queens that speak Welsh or not a lot of comedians that speak Welsh. So if there's, like, a lineup and they're looking for people, they'll come straight to me knowing that I can speak Welsh and do these things. But um, it's, like, another thing I found with doing TikToks is that if a company come to me asking me to, like, promote something, I will do twice as much work or twice as much videos because they want a video in English, but then something then in Welsh. So I'm getting paid twice as much now. Um, but yeah, the Welsh language is live and loads of people using it. It's nice to see like the more prominent feature it has in like most things these days. And um, yeah, I'm just a proud Welsh speaker. Like I've like when I was younger, I never really see, saw the proud the pride in it, if that makes sense. Like I I don't know. I don't know. It's strange, like looking back, like maybe because it was in the area that I grew up in, now there wasn't many like 
opportunities to use my Welsh. But like looking back now, it's like I should have just thought I can speak two languages, but not a lot, a lot of people can. And it's like both these languages are so going to be they're so important for like whatever I do in my life. Even if I went to have like have like a normal like desk job, like if there was like me, someone who speaks English and Welsh, and then someone else who like speaks English, they're probably going to favour me more because. I can use Welsh and I can use Welsh in the work and like with customers and stuff like that. And that's something I've always found, to be honest, is that with me speaking Welsh, you gain that more of a connection with people. And it's like, yeah, and it's just a really nice language to say, but mostly yeah. there's a lot of money in it. <laughs> hey, do you know what? I, I rate that straight to the point. Um, <laughs> and speaking of that, how would you describe the current Welsh social media landscape? Well, so like I said earlier, when I started, there wasn't much Welsh things there. But these days now, I love seeing like so many people like using Welsh language and like speaking Welsh and like doing Welsh things because it's just normalizing everything. And that's what we need. Like, you know, when I was in school, I just thought of Welsh as a sort of language that you only speak in class, which, you know, is not true because loads of people use it outside of class and like in their normal lives. So it's like when I went on TikTok for the first time, I was like, okay, I want to do stuff in Welsh because I want to like try and normalize it for like people to come home from school or work and then see someone speaking Welsh to be like, oh, so it doesn't just stop as soon as the school bell rings. Like, you know, this is like everyday, everyday language, if that makes sense. But yeah, I just love how much of like a prominence the Welsh language has on TikTok these days. Like you get people like Bronwyn Lewis, Cat Williams, Bethany Davis. And like so many other people else, like Jones, he's good. Um, it's like it's nice to see that it's got its own platform now, and more people are like engaging with it. Because you know what? If I were to make a video in Welsh, it will do really good. Because I think maybe because it's got that niche to it, like loads of the people that speak are gonna see it, or people that find it interesting, that's gonna like give it the most engagement. If that makes sense. What would you like to see happen in your career next? We've touched on the fact that you do drag queen work, you perform stand-up comedy, you've got a lot of strings to your bow, Ellis, presenting, all these different types of things, but where would you like to see your career go? Well, TikTok's always going to be a big part of it because I can't just sort of like be like, oh, okay, I've reached this far and I'll leave it there. No, I, I think it's going to still going to be somewhere um with me though my future I've always I've always wanted to be on telly like stuff like that like performing whatever I do I just want to like have an audience and perform to them yeah but like with a goal towards the end I don't know I guess have a show or something like that (laughs) make it up as you go along I mean that's I find that everyone answers it that way though don't they like when I started in the industry people like did you have a grand plan for what you wanted to do and I was like no (laughs) I still don't have one (laughs) like Talking about the, the drag queen work, do you, do you enjoy doing that sort of thing? Oh, I love it, honestly. That was another thing. Like, I've never thought that I would be performing in drag as much as I do these days. Like, I've done drag makeup for a good six, seven years. Like, I started just in my bedroom, playing about with, like, stuff. And I'd always say to myself, like, I would never perform, though. No, it's just the looks, you know, it's just for Instagram, stuff like that. But I guess it was, like, that thing of always holding me back of being, like, I wouldn't get far with it. <laughs> well, these days it's like I'm doing so much things in drag and I love it. There's just so many things about it, which is just, I don't know. I just, I feel like my most authentic self, if that makes sense. Like when I'm performing in drag, it's not a mask. It's not a character. It's just me turned up to a hundred, me wanting to be the person I've always been. Um, Like I'd say I'm quite loud and a block chest when I'm like you know as airless but when I'm like catching feelings my drag persona 
it is so much more, but it's still airless, but it's airless as how I've always felt comfortable, if that makes sense, yeah. But um, another nice thing is that I'm doing so much in Welsh, in drag as well. Like, I would never have, like, connected those two things. Because growing up, there's been a queer person that speaks Welsh, especially from the valleys. I didn't see much of the representation of that. But it's like when I went to university and we were doing a bit of literature, we were studying about this one poet who was a gay man from Aberdeen. And I was looking at it and I was just thinking, oh, my gosh, I've never seen someone like me represented in, like, that type of Welsh language type of thing, which was always crazy. So, yeah, well, I guess that's something I've always wanted out of my TikTok is to be that sort of, I don't want to be a role model because there's so much pressure with it. You know, I'm not perfect, but I'd like to think that someone, you know, who grows up in the, in the room there, who's gay and speaks Welsh, looks at the stuff that I do and be like, oh my gosh, you know, I can do those things because that's like Jones does it, you know? And yeah, I just really love drag. Just so much about it. It costs a lot of money, as you can see from this top shelf full of wigs I've got in the background. Um, but it's so worth it. I just love it. As soon as I get on that stage, is the best feeling in the world. And it's like, I just have fun when I'm on stage. Like, I'll practice for ages and stress before. But I'll get on and I'm just like, oh, forgot the lyrics. Wait, here we go. We're going to go like this now, way. <laughs> <You know? laughs> just finally, Ellis, what is next for you? What have you got in the pipeline? What's coming up? I got a few bits and bobs at the moment, to be honest. So I'm keeping very busy, which is good. But um, at the moment, I've got a schools tour with a colleague, Camray Kinnadlethal, and we're trying to promote people to study Welsh A-level. Um, I'm currently in rehearsals for a show called Fabinogion, which we're doing it in the Eisteddfod, and then we got a few shows after that. Um, I've also got the Eisteddfod Genedlethal coming up, which I'm doing a lot of things in drag for that. And then a few bits and bobs, which I can't really announce just yet, but we'll cross that bridge when it gets to it. But um, yeah, just a few bits and bobs, let's call them. <laughs> well, Ellis, um, from all of us at Wales Online, Diolch and Vau, um, I wish you all the best for whatever's coming next. Thank you. Diolch and Vau, Diolch. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of In the Spotlight. For more TV and showbiz news, subscribe to our newsletter on walesonline.co.uk.